Dreamers Manual podcast. This is one of those episodes that I just absolutely got done recording it and wish I could put it out tomorrow. I love it so much and I cannot wait for you to listen. Today, our guest is Casey Ackerman. Now, Casey is also an online business manager, which I know you guys love those episodes so much, but there is so many things in this episode I cannot wait for you to listen to. Whether you are interested in ClickUp and want to know more, this episode has something for you. If you're building and growing an online business in any industry and you want to think about things like, how do I scale? How do I bring on team? How do I hire? How can I decide what type of business coach or mastermind to join to be able to achieve the things I want to in my business? how systems really are sexy and that they give you everything you want in your life, that work-life balance, vacations, what to do when things absolutely go off the rails in every area of your life and how to still have a business. We talk about that and so much more in this episode. Now, if you guys haven't connected with Casey online, she went from a dental office manager to being furloughed due to COVID to running a six-figure business in less than two years. Casey is a certified business manager, ClickUp expert, course creator, and all-around amazing human being. I added that part. She transforms freelancers into CEOs with strategy, planning, and systems building so they can be confident in the back end of their business and not stuck in the weeds. Her mission is to meet business owners where they're at in their business and to serve the hell out of them. Some fun facts. Casey is the queen of typos. Same girl, same. I would die without spell check. (laughs) And truth bombs. She's an Enneagram 8, I found out. So some of my favorite people are Enneagram 8s. Lover of stouts and porters, Netflix binger, sports fan, bike rider, and friends obsessed. Now we're going to have all of this information in the show notes. So if you want to just click there, you can, but you can find Casey on her website at caseyackerman.com. And also she has some amazing ClickUp freebies for you, which you can find at her website, caseyackerman.com backslash freebies. Now, I don't want you to wait any longer, so I'm going to send you right to this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. Casey, this is such a treat. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) Me too. Now, for people who haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the online space? Yeah. So um, my name is Casey Ackerman. I'm an online business manager that's certified, uh, but also more importantly, I'm a ClickUp expert. And so I focus on building out ClickUp in a day for people. And I also have a course and templates that go along with that. My Business is super rooted in systems and hiring SOPs, really important to think about, especially when unforeseen things may happen. So yeah, I live in Idaho with my husband and that's about it. Now, there's so many things like already just in that one part because 
you and I share an absolute love and obsession over ClickUp. I can't wait to hear more about your ClickUp VIP days because I think that's a unique offer. And I definitely want to dive into how you came about that and what that involves. But I'm wondering if you would start off and just share when you came into the online space, I don't know if you came right in and went into being, uh, what, knowing you wanted to be an OBM right away, but can you tell us how you found that industry and what really drew you in and how you knew that that was the right path for you? Yeah. So I did not know that I wanted to be an OBM right away, but I figured it out very quickly. So long story short, COVID happened. I started my business and within probably about two months of just doing random VA stuff, I was so bored and I did not enjoy the VA uh, tasks, you know, the implementation, if you will, or the lack of creation. One thing I love about systems is you get to create something new uh, for people. And so for me, very quickly, I realized like, okay, I need to figure out what the next step of being, being a VA is. And that's how I figured out, you know, the OBM space. And it was pretty easy for me to figure out because I was a office manager for 10 years. So clearly that's, you know, OBM style stuff, but also, um, something that I think has always stuck with me was when I was really little, my stepdad had his own business and, I would want to do paperwork with my mom. (laughs) And in high school, I would like daydream about like being in an office and like working and being, you know, the admin or whatever. So, uh, you know, that's evolved into what it is now, but I've always had that love for organization and admin type roles. So I think that's why it was so easy for me to really figure out. It just, it lights me up, you know, to, take someone's what they call list in their head or mumbo jumbo, or like, you know, what they wrote down on a piece of a napkin and turn it into an automated system that now they don't have to worry about in the future. So it just feels good. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. You're saying that because I was thinking the one job that I never had that I felt like I always wanted was to work as a cashier at the grocery store, which I feel like doesn't translate maybe also what I'm doing, but in my mind, anyway, there would be something very satisfying about beeping items, talking to different people, and then also um, being kind of nosy and seeing like what everybody's buying. Right. I'm like, what, yeah. are you buying? <laughs> what are you making for dinner with that? What's happening over here? Yeah, no, I actually could see that being a lot of fun. <laughs> and I agree about the nosy part of seeing what people are buying. <laughs> I'm so curious because I work with, uh, of course, as an OBM, a lot of very, my niche or niche is working with uh, creative entrepreneurs who, like you said, have a lot of stuff going on in their brain. And once they get that translated into a system that works for them, it can change so many things about their business. But sometimes I have found the learning curve is, can be steep for those type of people, because the good thing in my mind about ClickUp is it can do whatever you want. There's so many variations, but sometimes that can be overwhelming for people, even when the system has been created for them. Do you have any thoughts or words of advice about people who are adopting a system like ClickUp? And if you've experienced that sort of a learning curve? Yeah. 
there is a learning curve, curve to click up. And part of my like VIP experience is I do give them a month of support for that reason. Um, and also sometimes, you know, a system may sound really good on paper, like when you map it out, but then when you're actually doing the system, it doesn't really work. And I find that true, um, you know, not super often, but it happens. And so I like to give them that support, but also I try to remind them that like, they don't have to use everything I created like that day, you know, so to ease into it and start small and, you know, just like watch the training videos that are provided, you know, that I give them and just use those. Don't try and do extra things, but actually one of the biggest things, especially with, um, who I work with, which are, um, I would assume kind of the same, the same audience, but is to actually have somebody managing their ClickUp for them after I set it up. So having a virtual assistant on, on staff or on the team or having a project manager that it might be a little bit more tech savvy in that sense of understanding a project management tool. Um, so I like to work with, you know, people that are really stepping into that CEO role. And so we're taking all of their ways that they did everything putting it into a system, but then also hiring somebody to help them manage that. Because if you really want to get to, I don't know, a hundred K that's a, that's a hot, you know, topic of a hundred K year in, in revenue or something, while you probably could do that living out of notebooks and sticky notes, it's not sustainable. And so I really love working with the, with the people that want to step into that CEO role, want to like see the hundred K year get higher and also easier. You know, I remember back in 20, 2021, are we in 2022? Yeah. Back in 2021, <laughs> I had my biggest month ever. It was August and I was like super excited. It was the worst month of my business I've ever had in my life. Wow. So like making that much money didn't matter because I was drowning in the work that I was doing. And so that's why I like to help these entrepreneurs that are at that place, because if you can take all of your systems and put them in place and then hire somebody to manage it for you, now you are able to either take on more clients or you're able to have that freedom and not work, you know, until 11 o'clock at night or on the weekends and stuff. But then also, like I said, making that hundred K is a lot easier because you are no longer like stuck in your business all the time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of promote the idea of hiring somebody to manage it. I like the idea of the CEO or the entrepreneur not being in the day-to-day of ClickUp and they seem to enjoy it more when they're not (laughs) because typically I agree with you, you know, creative entrepreneurs aren't necessarily wanting to even do that. You know, they want to focus on their vision or their mission or their 10 ideas that pumped into their head last night, you know, they don't want to like log into click up and take that task and then assign this. And then, you know, right. So I'm, I'm on the promoter of, uh, getting support. Now, speaking of teams, I'm curious about your own team because from the outside, it seems like to me and in my like being connected with you and celebrating your business as you've been growing. I feel like you were one of the first adopters that I saw from the OBM space 
who was like, Hey, I'm going to take and have ClickUp templates. And then you have your ClickUp course and then having VIP days. It was like all the things that I think sometimes people get stuck and spin their wheels on. It seems like to me from the outside, you could run a very slick business and not have any or a very small simplified team based on the structure you have. And I'm wondering if that was on purpose because, you know, there are options where people who do click up setups or any time a system setups really could have a whole team and build that into an agency. Did you ever consider that? And, and was this structure really purposeful for you and what you wanted in your business? So I will start by saying, I have one person on my team and mm-hmm. she's my virtual assistant and she's more than a virtual assistant, you know, um, she handles almost everything, <laughs> which is nice, but you are correct with the business model I have built. It has really like allowed me to have that small, you know, one team member thing. And there are, there are times where I hire, you know, like 90 day projects or different stuff like that. But for the most part, the one, you know, core team member is just my virtual assistant. And we've been together for two years, which I think is actually the, the secret sauce there is finding team members that you actually stay with when mm-hmm. they stay with where you, but I definitely, so when I first got certified as an OPM, I was like talking to somebody, I can't remember who we were talking about like different things you can do and all this stuff. And all I kept looking at were my income goals. And I'm like, okay, well, I would need like, I don't know, five, five clients to do, to, to get there. And there's no way that I could sustain, you know, five clients on my own. And so I was like, oh, an agency, like I'll have, you know, like contracted OBMs under me and like a project manager and all this stuff. And that quickly became the most undesirable idea of a business for me. I want to say that for me, other people thrive and that's what they want. And they do that. But for me, I knew I didn't want that because oftentimes when you have an agency, you're still in the day-to-day because you have to manage your team unless you hire like another OBM that's going to manage your team or, you know, like, um, DOO or whatever. And I just, I don't know, that just sounds like way too much work (laughs) to be honest. And I think also it was an interesting blessing in disguise because last year I had a lot of things happen that I don't think I would have been able to have continued my business the way if I had that agency style going. I I don't know that my business would have closed. I won't go that far, but it would have went downhill quite a bit. So I joined a mastermind in 2020, in 2021, and she actually really helped me work through like how to scale my business with Um, She calls it income stacking, which I think is a pretty relative term, but basically you just have multiple sources of income within your business. And that's how it got me on this train of like, oh, my templates, you know, are like the first thing that people can get to kind of start to DIY their stuff. And then my course is something where they can learn more. And then the VIP day, which is where I do all the legwork for them. And it's come to a point now where that's all I have. I don't have retainer clients anymore. I don't offer retainer work anymore. Um, and I do two to three VIP days a month and it's come to the point to where my business is 
so freeing that I get to like, I'm not a super creative person, but when it comes to like my Instagram and reels and stuff, like I actually have energy to do that. So my main focus is when I have a VIP day, obviously I'm, I'm doing that, but then marketing efforts. So being, you know, being here, being on a podcast or creating reels or collaborating with other business owners or writing my emails, like those are really my, my tasks and my virtual assistant takes care of everything else. And I've scaled down so much, but not in a revenue sense, but in a time sense. Mm -hmm. And we don't have kids yet, but when we do, I want to be able to not have to worry about retainer clients or have to worry about, you know, missing their school assembly or their, you know, volunteering at the field trips and stuff. I want to be super involved and so I knew that having an agency was not going to support that life. And maybe it could, but in my mind, it wasn't going to. So mm-hmm. I, I ditched that, but it was my first idea. <laughs> I think it's a lot of opium's first yeah. idea. I think so um, too, for sure. It, because you think about your income potential and how are you going to scale with just retainer clients by yourself? You can't. And so you have to start thinking, but I will say that as OBMs, we have such a versatile mind and skills. I mean, if you think about it, we're, I liked, we're a tier bigger, you know, than the, than the VA, if you will, but we can specialize in so many things. So like, yes, I am a certified OBM, but I don't offer traditional OBM retainer work anymore, but I still tell people that I'm a certified OBM because I was trained in the skills of understanding systems and processes and, you know, team management and stuff like that. And I feel like it definitely supports what I do now. And so as OBMs, we're we're like, you know, the jack of all trades in a sense, but that's freeing because you get to decide like, oh, I want to specialize, you know, in Dubsado setups or ClickUp setups, or I want to specialize in funnel setups, you know, and launch management, you know, and you can get known for that. And that's how you can scale or you can do the agency, obviously, you know, you can, but I think that it takes time to figure out, you know, what you want to do. And like I said, the agency thought was my first one. And it was the first one out the window too. (laughs) (laughs) And I think sometimes you don't know, because I wouldn't have come into being an OBM and being able to identify how much I enjoyed team management, especially hiring for agencies and launch management. I would have thought with my personality that launches were not my thing because you see them done poorly sometimes, especially if you're coming onto a team that doesn't have a lot of systems and structure in place yet, it can feel very taxing and stressful on a team, but I ended up really enjoying those things. So I think also Sometimes I see new OBMs saying, I want to just stay in my comfort zone and just do this particular thing. But I also encourage them to try different areas to see, and they might actually end up really liking them. Yeah. And, you know, same with being a VA, I encourage people when they first start is to try out all the different things that a VA can and does do. I encourage that with an OBM as well, because when I first started, I was doing my OBM retainers and, you know, one person used Monday, one person used Asana, one person used ClickUp and, you know, one person had SOPs done a certain way or wanted them, you know, done a certain way. And some people had 
two team members, some people we were hiring. So I was doing a lot of different things. And that's where I figured out like, oh, ClickUp is my jam. <laughs> you know, that's where I got to figure out, like, I learned how to tell people the differences of like Asana and Trello and Monday and stuff versus ClickUp. And I got to understand like the best practices of hiring because it is different than, you know, in your corporate sector mm -hmm. or the nine to five, you know, stuff it's different. And so I got to, you know, get a taste of that. And I got a, I did a launch and unlike you, I hated it, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree. I think you should really embrace just all the different ways you can be an OBM to somebody and support a CEO, you know, and figure out either continue the traditional route or figure out like if something really speaks to you, then start to kind of move into that direction. Mm -hmm. Now, one just like mini question before we move on is another thing I hear from people who are scaling is they don't know how to choose the right mentor slash coach slash mastermind. And it sounds like yours really worked very successfully for you. I'm wondering if you have any advice for people when they're trying to select that person that can really help support them. Cause I am a fan of that support and I think it could be really helpful. And on the flip side, I am sure you've connected with a lot of people who've taken that step to get that extra support and invested sometimes a significant amount of money and it hasn't been the right thing for them. So do you have any thoughts about how to select that type of support for growing and scaling your business? Yeah. So I think the first, the first thing is actually looking for the correct coach or, or expert or whatever. So I wanted to scale my business. So I found a sales slash scaling expert. I didn't just find like a generic business coach, not that there's anything wrong with that, but they serve different people. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that that part was really important. And then for me, I actually found her on Instagram and her content just spoke so much to me because she was hitting all of the points that I no longer wanted. And I remember like the day that I said yes to her was, um, she posted this reel about how you start your business because you want a life of freedom, but then you end up working, you know, more than you did at your corporate world or more than you did at your nine to five. And she's like, don't make your business your new nine to five. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, that's, that's me. That's, that's it. So I think it's important to like, once you do find somebody that you might be interested in to actually consume their, their content a little bit. And I don't mean just like sign up for their freebie and go on their, their email list. Um, I mean, like actually look at their Instagram and read their captions and watch their reels or go to their Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, and really see like what advice they're giving out and how they're conducting themselves and stuff, I think is really important, but you have to also be really clear on what you want to do with your business, because I think that's how I was so successful is I was very clear that I wanted to scale my business, work less, make more money, have passive income. Like I already knew those things. And so it wasn't like we would get on our one-on-one -on -one and she's like, Oh, well, what do you want to, you know, like I was very clear in what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. And so she was able to help me map out how to do that. And so maybe, you know, if you're, you are unclear, then maybe a, a general business coach would actually be better because then they can help you figure out what maybe would be a good fit for you on your next steps in your business. But then you're looking at a very specific thing 
I think it's just really important to actually invest in that person and not a generalized, you know, mindset mastermind, like a Mm -hmm. mindset mastermind would have done nothing for me. Um, you know, like I don't need, sure. Everyone needs a little bit of mindset work, but I didn't need like a whole, you know, mastermind around it. And I honestly think that I'm kind of defending the coaches, I guess a little bit here, but I honestly feel like that's sometimes why people have bad experiences is because they didn't know what they want. And so they picked the wrong person mm-hmm. to invest in, unfortunately. And obviously that's not every case, but I think that that's a big piece of it is being unclear before, you know, making that investment is, I think it's just really important to understand what you actually want. Mm-hmm. I think that's powerful. And it puts the responsibility and ownership back on the person to, you know, be able to make that decision, which feels very powerful. So I love that you shared that. I know we've alluded to a little bit, the, all the things that have happened personally in your business in this last, you know, year plus, and I know there's quite a few things we talked a little bit before, and I think it can be so helpful for us as business owners in general to, have a bigger why for obviously for our whole business, but I also think sometimes we need a bigger why to be able to build out certain things that are really going to serve us in a powerful way. And one of those things is systems, because you hear people say some version of like systems aren't sexy, but ultimately, and I know you've seen this over and over and over again, those systems buy you back what you want, that freedom, that time, that ability to pull yourself out of the day-to-day and really be able to look at your business in a completely new way. So I'm wondering if you would share a little bit about what has happened in your life in the past year and how your systems and what you had set up supported, like you said, not having to shut down your entire business because unexpected things we we've seen just in the world, you know, what kind of unexpected things can happen, but also that can come down to a personal level too. Yeah. So I used to think systems is a sexy phrase was fun and enjoyable Now, I think it's just a crock of crap (laughs) (laughs) because they are sexy when an emergency happens and you don't lose your clients. (laughs) You know, they are sexy when you get married and go on vacation for a month and you don't close down your business. So yes, I, like I said, I'm, I want to debunk that one. (laughs) So 2021 was a big year for me personally and systems literally saved my butt. So in April I had emergency surgery and was in the hospital for six days and completely like out of it. Like I was not, it wasn't like I was just chilling in the hospital. Like I was there. I don't even remember it. And then June came around and I got married and went to Hawaii. And that was like basically the whole month of June. And then October, I got double whammy. (laughs) Uh, One positive thing was we moved from California to Idaho. So we moved out of state, which was a really big move. But the other thing was I was diagnosed with cancer during our move, during all of that. So systems saved all of it, (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. honest, you know, yes, I have a VA on my team, but because her and I have worked together to set up systems and support my business, she was able to log in and support my clients and support things that I normally do because we had the SOPs in place, because we had ClickUp set up, you know, with 
those tasks that I do are in there. They're not just on my own little sticky note or notebook. So with that, just as well as it's important to your team to have those in there, it's important for the CEO to have them in there as well. Because with my cancer, I had two surgeries and then I had roughly three to four appointments a week for, I don't know, December to like March. So this is recent. Um, Mm -hmm. And first of all, if there's anyone out there that's not an entrepreneur yet, I would not even have like a job <laughs> right. if, if, uh, if I was at a conventional, you know, nine to five or corporate, like I would have been long gone. Oh, but probably in April, they would have been like, sorry, but you, you lost your job. But my business has been able to sustain and actually grow and thrive. I am hitting these goals that I never thought I would hit, especially with what happened in 2021. I took a significant amount of time, obviously to myself to take care of myself and move, you know, my husband and I to a different state and buy a new home and all of that. And, you know, systems are sexy when they (laughs) allow you to do all those things and allow space and freedom for that, because, you know, those emergencies you don't get to plan for. You know, I, I was planning for my wedding, obviously. That's something that you can plan for your vacation. You can make sure that your, you know, tasks are set up and your team knows what to do and in an emergency concept, blah, blah, blah. But you can't do that when you end up going to the ER on a Saturday and then spend, you know, a week in the hospital, or you can't do that when you are unexpectedly diagnosed with cancer. So that's to me why they're so important. It's not for the vacations. Obviously it is. It's great. You know, you get to enjoy your vacation and not worry about your business, but how good are your systems when you literally have to leave at a drop of a hat? That's Mm -hmm. where they become so powerful. And if I didn't have systems, I don't think I'd have a business. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. One thing we've learned over this past year, and I don't know, maybe this is common sense, but a lot of the virtual teams I was on, we didn't have alternate ways to contact each other and emergency contact info as a normal part of our team gathering process, which since has shifted, of course, but if you only work with someone online and you might just have their Voxer or their email and something happens and you can't reach them. Um, If you don't have an emergency contact to say, Hey, I can't reach Sue. She's, you know, completely gone. Sometimes emergencies and other things have happened. We've certainly experienced even people who have worked in the virtual space passing away. And the team has no way of knowing that because there's no way to, to reach the family. So all of the things you talked about is powerful also, it was a good plug for being an entrepreneur because literally I never would have thought of that, that you're absolutely right. Like with all yeah. this going on, what a gift to be able to not only have a business that is thriving, but growing in the midst of what other people could have, it could have devastated their whole um, career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was a weird uh, time <laughs> in 2021. I feel like a lot happened in 2020 to the world and a blessing that it didn't really affect us, but like personally, but then 2021 got us good and bad, but you know, it's, I, it's almost like one of those things of like, Oh, it will never happen to me. And then you Mm -hmm. have, and then it happens and you're like, Oh, I need to do that. (laughs) You know, I, I need to set that system up or I need to, you know, whatever, because 
like I said, you always think like, oh, it's fine. You know, nothing happens. I'm healthy. I, you know, like I'm a relatively healthy person and things happen, you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's just a few lessons I learned there. And this is going to sound really weird, but it also kind of helped me with my marketing <laughs> because I experienced it firsthand to know how important the stuff is and how important it is to just be able to keep your business open, not, mm-hmm. not even like, you know, grow or thrive or anything, but just enough to say, like, I have these systems in place. My virtual assistant or my project manager team or whatever knows what to do in case something happens. And then obviously, you know, that you can rely on that because you built that stuff out. It's all there. It's for them. It's ready. Uh, And on top of that, it then starts to unfold to like your day-to-day, you know, of you now just saving time. You So like, maybe you decide like, okay, I listened to Casey's story. I'm going to set up systems in case of emergency, but you're going to start to see like the time in your week, just like shrivel down in your business. I mean, of working. Um, again, like I said, I work maybe 20 hours a week around there. When I had retainer clients, I worked maybe 30. Um, and that was with three retainer clients and doing VIP days. So I was doing a lot, but systems automatically save you time. And then obviously the emergency side is a perk. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us, because I know there are people listening who are thinking, all right, I just put on my to-do list, build a system. (laughs) But that's a massive, like, then, you know, people can definitely spiral from like, I don't even know where to start. Where do you recommend people start when they have this on their list and they know they want to do this? They're really inspired by your story and your message. How do you get started building a system? Um, so it is a daunting task if you think about it that way. And I think it's really important to take little pieces of your business and start there. So you could think of maybe taking a small department, if you will. So maybe client onboarding. And what I like to do is if you do this regularly, you already have a system. It's just not documented. And that's the important part. So a system, I feel like people get scared of that word or process, or they just automatically are like, oh no, I don't know how to do that. Like I, but in reality, you're your life is a system. Like you wake up every single morning and you go brush your teeth. You take a shower, you make your breakfast. That's a system. That's it. Now, Mm -hmm. when you think about what we mean by documenting the system is you will break it down literally like you're explaining it to like a five-year-old. So let's take, for instance, brushing your teeth. You open the drawer, you, the next step is you take your toothbrush out. The next step is you take the toothpaste and you put it on and then you wet it, you know? So like actually going through all of those steps, same with, you know, the shower, you turn the water on and test the temperature. I don't know, but that's all a system is. And I think that when you start to realize that like systems are all around us all the time, it doesn't seem like a really scary thing. So Let's go back to client onboarding. If you already are doing this regularly, then you should be able to build a system pretty easily because all you would need to do is figure out like your process of what you do first 
and, you know, work from there, or you can start from the end and work backwards. And then you would just explain how you do those things and you would document it. And one thing that I love, if you do have somebody on your team, I love to utilize them, especially if they don't do the task that you're writing the system for. So there are often times where a person that already does this task, you know, maybe every day they'll write something or do a little loom video and they're missing pieces because it's in their brain. It's like clockwork, you know? Um, and so this is why I love if you have a team member to test it on them. And so you would give it to them and say, Hey, can you run through this SOP? And they will be able to pinpoint, like, I got lost here, or I don't know what you mean by, you know, open the drawer or whatever. And so it's super powerful because then you can understand that Um, once you get their feedback, you can make those tweaks. And then if something happens where you no longer have that team member, or you no longer have, you know, you want to outsource this, outsource this to a new hire, your training time has been cut down to very little. I would say most of the time, if you have SOPs and the systems built for your new hire, your training is like zero at that point. And it really just comes down to like, you know, here's how to communicate with me. If you have questions, you know, comment on the task and click up, or if it's not related to the task, you can send me a boxer or whatever, but it's so much less overwhelming. I think a lot of people too, they get really overwhelmed by hiring because they have it in their head of like, oh, I can just do it myself. It's faster than trying to explain it. But what they don't understand is, If you take, you know, an hour to build that system out. And by what I mean by that is writing in a Google doc, like your documentation of how you do something and then putting the task, you know, in your project management tool and connecting, just like linking the SOP. That's it. (laughs) I'm not even talking like crazy built out systems. I'm just talking like how to do one thing. If you take that hour to do that and the task itself takes maybe 15, 20 minutes, but you do it every day. If you hire somebody for that, you've already gotten your time back. Mm-hmm. And now the following week, you have gained 20 minutes in your day. Yep. And so, it's like a puzzle, right? It just stacks one onto the next, yes. onto the next. And that's just how you going. get time. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sure you know this book, but my favorite all-time book for systems is Systemology. And I highly recommend people reading it because I love how he breaks down not to try and eat the elephant at one time. What is that phrase? Like buying off more than you can chew, Yeah, (laughs) but he breaks it down really nicely. And I just love how he explains stuff because he does, you know, take, don't try and organize and systemize your entire business. Take one piece of your business and work on that. And also do not create new things when you're documenting things, which is really important. And I know, you know, all this, Julie, but Um, (laughs) I just think it's important to say, you know, I do too. Yeah. And I think sometimes like for me, you know how there are people out there and they'll be teaching a similar concept, but sometimes the way that one person explains it just really resonates with you and it hits your heart. I feel like you're doing that for people today. It's just, I loved how you talked about toothbrushing. I don't know if you saw these videos, they might've been circulating a year or two ago, but there was a dad who was having his kids write a process for making a peanut butter sandwich. And he had his two kids kind of competing for like, okay, tell me how to make it correctly. So one kid would say, okay, you take the bread and you put peanut butter on the bread. So he would take the bread and put peanut butter like on the top of the bread, or he'd do both sides 
or, you know, they'd say like, uh, they wouldn't say open the jar just, just like, or wouldn't say which side of the knife to use. So he'd use the wrong side and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm just following your instructions. So I loved that because it was such a fun way to see how many things we might miss when we're trying to explain something to somebody. And, you know, anytime you can add humor to something, I feel like that's also helpful. Yeah. I'm going to have to find that video because that sounds adorable. If I <laughs> can find it, I'll link training. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to watch that video. And that's a great way to explain that too, of like, what I mean by if you do have a team member to test on, you know, mm-hmm. I think the testing part is super crucial to it. Um, because like you said, you know, if you don't explain some details, people are going to be lost or they're going to be like, well, I don't know how to do this. So it's just going to sit as overdue for a week. And then, you know, you're back to square one of like, well, why didn't you do this? And the person's like, why didn't you tell me how to do it? (laughs) You know, why, why didn't you document it for me? I don't know what you want. I can't read your mind. (laughs) And there are things that I do, you know, I'm lucky to have on my team, Kim, who helps me, for example, send emails. So I might only send emails when she's out of the office. So let's say every couple of months I have to send an email. I fouled up so bad one time because I didn't use my own SOP because what literally was I thinking? I was in a rush and I was like, I'll just do it. So I didn't open up the SOP. Do you know, I sent every single email as if the person was getting it from themselves. So every single person got an email that was like, is this spam? This looks bad. (laughs) I was like, you know, if I just would have taken, you know, 30 seconds to open up my own SOP and follow it, because it's not something I do on a regular basis anymore that I need those tools for myself as well. Yeah. That's a big thing that I, I agree on. And also if you don't have a team yet, um, it's, still important to have SOPs, especially because, so maybe not emails, you might be doing that regularly. So you won't think like, oh, I need to write that down. But what do you only do like every two months? Or what do you do only six months or only once a year? Those are the ones that are going to save you time. And like you said, you know, if you look at it, you you won't mess it up. (laughs) But it's more than that too, because even if you don't mess it up necessarily, every six months, you have to remember how to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to like either maybe go back and look at the last time you did it, or you have to like, remember, Oh, what was my login for that? Or, or how do I, I don't remember how I did this. And then, you know, you're just sitting there two hours later trying to complete a task that should have taken you maybe, you know, 20 minutes. And so if you don't have people on your team, SOPs and systems are still important because they still save you time as well. It's not just for your team. It's not just for, you know, you to make sure that your team is supported, but you need to be supported as well. And Mm -hmm. systems do that. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about, we've talked about your ClickUp templates and your ClickUp course. Can you tell people what type of resources, what type of templates you have and what the course does to support them in building out a system that would work for them in their business? Yeah. So my templates are very industry specific. So the best way I like to describe it is what service do you offer? then that's the template you would choose. So if you are a podcast manager, there's a podcast management template. If you are a social media manager, there's a social media management template. 
So that's how they work. And there's, I think there's like 12 of them that I have now. So I think I'm pretty well versed in the, in the amount of industries out there uh, for service providers. And they very much are for service providers. They're not necessarily for um, like product type management. Um, and then my course, how it supports it is the template is kind of what I like to call your, your starting point. So mm-hmm. it's going to have, you know, the folder with the list and some tasks and maybe a couple custom fields or something, but the course then supports it in teaching you how to customize that template. So the template gets you started where you, you know, don't have to necessarily build out all of your client, you know, info and where you're going to store things. But then the course really focuses on almost every single feature that ClickUp has And I made the course in a way that it's very bite-sized. So all of the videos are less than 10 minutes and they only focus on the feature at hand. So even if I have to do other things to get to the feature, I don't talk about that because that's not what we're working on. So it's very laser focused in a way that if you want to learn something, or if you're having trouble with something, you can find the video and figure out exactly, you know, troubleshooting it or um, applying it to either a template that you bought, or if you are building your ClickUp from scratch, you can use that course as well. And it teaches you. And I do have some supporting videos in there of just like expert advice, if you will, of maybe like how to organize your ClickUp or how you could use ClickUp docs or how you could use ClickUp forms. I think there's some specialized videos on like hiring processes and stuff. So I do have some of that in there, but it's more structured for you to be able to build click up the way that's going to support you and not what I think should support you. And then the VIP day obviously takes that one step further where I custom build everything for you. Um, so that you're not trying to, you know, figure it out and rip your hair out. Apparently (laughs) I hear that from people, especially creative people. They're like, I don't know what this is. Right. So when would somebody do you think, cause I found that when I was starting out, of course, as an OBM, because you're learning the system, I would watch all of ClickUp's, they have free webinars and there's a whole library of free webinars on their um, site, but I don't think any of them are under an hour. Sometimes the teaching part is 30 minutes and then there's a Q and a that they include, but I love that you have it so specifically targeted because sometimes it's exactly, you don't want to watch an hour long thing on ClickUp on automation when you want to do one specific thing. So that structure would appeal. I I've heard amazing things about your program. So I know from, you know, everybody that I've talked to how much that structure works and appeals to them, but when would somebody want to have a template from your shop versus at what point do you see either income level or complexity of their business when they want uh, you to build it out for them? Yeah. So I do want to say something about the length of videos, (laughs) the how I came up with that idea is because when I was first getting started on ClickUp, I found somebody that had like a template and training and the training were two, two hour long videos. I never watched them. (laughs) I watched maybe 30 minutes. (laughs) I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And so that's actually when the light bulb went off of like, oh wait, I need to make these like very digestible, very specific, you know, so that you can just learn what you need to learn and move on. But anyway, so my VIP day really speaks to either a person ready to step into that CEO role or is in the CEO role and they need organization around their team or they need organization with hiring. 
um, stuff like that. So I see typically um, CEOs or, you know, ready to be the, the CEO of their business kind of at like that 7,000 to 10,000 range of revenue per month. I see that's where it's really supported. And I also um, see a lot of people that have tried the DIY route and their click up what they say is just like a mess. <laughs> and they're like, I just need somebody to organize this and reset up, you know, some automations and reset up like how we're doing things. And so I've done quite a few like cleanup VIP days, if you will, where mm-hmm. I completely like one of my VIP days had like, I think eight or nine spaces. And so I consolidated that down to like three and organized it and, and set up the automations for her and her team. But typically they do um, have at least probably two team members at that point, or they want to have this set up before. So they're like ready to hire, but they also know that, you know, Mm -hmm. the system is important and ClickUp is important to do before they get those team members on. I've also even seen OBMs reach out to me mm-hmm. for their client because they don't specialize in it. And so, you know, they, they understand the importance of not just trying to do it themselves. And so I've seen that as well, where an OBM will reach out to me to do a VIP day for their client too. I love that so much. It's such a supportive and lovely community to be a part of. It is. OBMs. Yes. It, I love our community so much and I get messages on Instagram all the time of like, what do you, do you think I should be a, do a certified? And I'm like, the community alone is amazing. I just, I love being in the certified. I don't, and it's funny because, you know, I don't reply to the RFPs or I don't, you know, do all that kind of stuff, but just the supportiveness and the support calls that they do just, yeah, I thumbs up (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, I don't, I always try to give both sides because do I think you have to be certified to be an online business manager? Absolutely not. I don't. And I know many who are not certified, who have amazing businesses who are thriving, but for me, I wanted to do it faster, right? I don't want to take two years to learn a bunch of things on my own that I could condense into a certain amount of time. And like you said, when I got put into the OBM community for the first time, it felt like I came home. Like, I know that sounds super cheesy, but it was like, these are my people. I didn't know where they were hanging out, but here they all are in one space. And to have that support of, if you have a question and really a lot of high level questions, um, and also, you know, for privacy, being in a community, you can't, you have to always respect your client's privacy, but there are times when, you know, scenarios or situations come up and you just need to be able to talk with somebody who understands. Like I, I love my husband, but he has no clue. He thinks I build websites still, you know, it's like, I can't ask <laughs> about my business. So I, you know, I definitely, I, Agree 100%. And it's funny that you said the the main reason you did it was because you want to do it faster. That's the exact same reason I did it as well, because I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, I probably could learn this stuff on my own, but it will take a year plus. And also the transition of like being titled as a VA and then trying to transition into an OBM. I knew for me that doing the program would automatically transition me. Like I wouldn't have to work to try and figure out how to find a client and then try and explain to them that I was a VA, but now I'm an OPM and, you know, but I also the community, I love 
the, I agree, the height, the high level questions in there. And obviously, you know, there's uh, no one's trying to sell you anything, which is really nice because the free Facebook groups, there's a lot of, you know, they comment on there with their X, Y, and Z, but I love that you can just ask questions and it's just all value. There's no, you know, extras or fluff around it. And the, the support. So a few months ago, I, that's when I decided to let go of my clients in January of this year. And I was struggling really hard with one of them. And so we got on a support call and Tina and I talked for like an hour (laughs) about my fears and my mindset around letting a client go and just how to, I was, I was scared of any sort of confrontation that might happen. And so they just really helped. And so, yeah, I, I do agree. You don't have to be certified to be an OBM. I see loads of wonderful people out there that I call friends, you know, that, that aren't certified and are rocking it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, it was a good path. You know, it was the right path for me. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Same. Well, we are going to have, of course, all of the links to all the things that you offer. I know you have some ClickUp freebies. Can you tell us about what those are and where to find those? Yes. So I have two freebies. One of them is a leads tracker and CRM freebie. I do recommend moving CRM to Dubsado, but if you're not there yet, uh, you can use this ClickUp freebie that I built. And then the other one is strategy and planning. So it's built to strategize and plan um, your goals and sales and projects and investments uh, for an entire year. But what's cool about it is it's broken into quarters. So each quarter you have your revenue goals and your, um, your investment goals and your projects or whatever you're trying to work on in your business. So that one's my favorite. (laughs) That's super cool. And that's at your website at caseyackerman.com backslash freebies. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I know that, listen, I could talk to you forever. Uh, this has just been such a delight. Is there anything else that you would love to share with the audience, whether it's, you know, that last pitch for systems, whether it's for ClickUp, anything that, uh, you want to tell the people before we go? I think just, I hope that they grasped the importance of systems and the longevity that systems provide you. So yeah, I I think that's the main thing. I hope that they took that away. You know, I feel like it was the best uh, advertisement, if you will, for why systems are so important. And I love that you shared that they are sexy. Like when you really are able to live the life in you in the way that you want, like what is better than that? Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Well, Casey, tell us again, uh, your website is caseyackerman.com. Where are you hanging out in terms of social media? Where can we continue to connect with you and follow along with what you're doing? I am a big Instagram person. So that's where I'm at 90% of the time. My, I always love the DMs and conversations and stuff. So that's where I hang out. That's where you can connect with me and yeah. And then yes, my website is Casey Ackerman for those freebies. But if you are following me on Instagram, you can use the link in bio and stuff too, to grab them. So perfect. Well, I cannot wait to talk with you again soon. And thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Such a treat. 